first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Hey, welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Ruby, from Miami. Today, we'll be talking with Catherine and Sarah about their interview with Trey Peart, a producer on The War with Grandpa. Then we'll be hearing Ishan interview director Jordan Geary and Stephanie Diabruzzo, who plays Corey in Helpsters. After that, we'll be hearing Zoe's interview of Luke Matheny, Hannah Levinson, and Justin Sanchez from Ghostwriter. And lastly, we'll also be hearing Zoe's talk with the co-creators of Santiago of the Seas. First, let's hear from Catherine and Sarah about their interview with Trey Peart, a producer on The War with Grandpa. Hi, this is Catherine reporting for Kids First. Today, I'm joined by one of my Kids First team members, Sarah. Hi. And we are so excited to interview the amazing Trey Peart, who is the executive producer of the upcoming film, The War with Grandpa. Trey Peart is one of our youngest producers ever, coming up with the idea to make the the book The War with Grandpa a movie at the age of eight. Now, at the age of 15, he is here to talk to us about this movie. Thanks for joining us, Trey. First of all, what made you want to turn the book The War of Grandpa into a movie? Well, um, I was eight years old, and uh, I was reading the book for a school assignment in third grade, and I was very excited that because I had a rule that I had to uh, finish the movie, I had to read the book before I watched the movie. So basically, once I was finished with the a book, I was scouring the internet trying to find the movie. So once I was done with that, uh, to, I could not find the movie. So I just so happened to have movie producers as parents. So what I did was, was I asked my mom and I was like, mom, uh, can we please make this book into a movie? I really liked it. And I think, it, I, and I really want to see it. And here I was thinking that it'd come out tomorrow, but you know, it's seven years later, here we are now. But, uh, yeah, so um, me and my mom, we came together and we talked to my dad about it. And, uh, you know, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> that is so cool. And as you said, you were uh, eight years old. And so most eight-year-olds are not thinking about producing a film. So how did you manage to pull that off at such a young age? Well, I mean, I can't say that that was was really was on my mind, but what was on my mind was seeing the movie the next day. Like I was ready, you know, pack my bags, go watch this movie. Uh, But, you know, you know, I was just really excited to see. I was just really excited to watch this movie because I I just loved reading that book so much. The story, I, I related to it so much and you know, it's just, I just, you know, I was really attached to it. Yeah. And I mean, I've definitely wanted, like, I've definitely seen a lot of movies, or I've read a lot of books and like, you know, this would make a great movie. (laughs) So, yeah. And so this is your first official production of a feature film. So are you working on anything else now that we might see in the future? Well, you know, I got a couple of things up my sleeve, you know, uh, (laughs) currently talking with Mr. De Niro about a future project that could happen. You know, otherwise, whatever you, just for me, like whatever comes to mind, I try to go do it, you know? And I feel like that's something that 
uh, a lot of other people can take with them on their day-to-day lives where if you feel inspired, just go ahead and just put it down somewhere, you know, and try to make it happen for yourself. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So what was your biggest challenge in turning the best-selling book into a movie? Well, I got to say, for me, since I was a child, it wasn't really anything too, you know, out of my reach. But um, it was definitely trying to stay, trying to act more grown up than my age. Because, you know, as this was happening, I was uh, just hitting middle school uh, when, you know, we started filming and everything. And, you know, being around, you know, these grown ups, Hollywood, you know, I had to act a little bit more mature. And, you know, obviously my parents talked about that. And I actually had a knack for, you know, talking to people. And so it wasn't really as if, you know, there was anything that I was like putting up for people to see, but, you know, like just, there was just little things that uh, I had to uh, just practice to, you know, make sure that, you know, I'm a, like, I should be on this set. You know, I'm not just the producer's kid. I'm not just, uh, I'm not just, you know, I'm not just a visitor. Like this is, you know, my project. So yeah, that was just one of the things that, you know, that was kind of challenging, especially as a kid, you know, res- adults don't really respect kids like that, you know? So this is, I, that's why I really like this program as well. You know, having kids on the front lines, it's really special. So you have very big stars in this film. Robert De Niro, Uma Thurman, Christopher Walken, to name a few. What was your relationship like with the talent in this film? Well, uh, for starters, I got along with everybody pretty well. Uh, More so the kid actors, actually. Uh, But I'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, But, um, yeah, with Mr. De Niro, um, uh, Ms. Uma, you know, I, I talked to all of them pretty much on a daily basis. You know, uh, can't really recall any of those conversations, <laughs> but uh, that was that was a little bit of a while ago. But otherwise, you know, uh, we all developed a pretty good relationship. You know, it uh, we all kind of came together uh, as a crew. Uh, Mr. De Niro even uh, he gave me a letter on my first day. Uh, he basically told me congratulations, good luck, and uh, he called me youngest producer that he's ever worked with, which kind of hit home. And, you know, I was uh, very excited to start. Yeah. Right. What an impressive cast. And it's so great that you had such a great relationship with everybody. And so how did you get all these A-list actors to participate in the first place? Well, uh, there's a lot of factors that go into it, of course, but you know, uh, I tried to make sure that I talked to most of them. You know, I had a, a, I had a conversation with at least one of them before, um, especially with Mr. De Niro. Uh, I was a key part in that. Uh, I made a video when I was like nine years old talking about how it could be one big play date. You could all hang out on set, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so, you know uh, looking back, uh, you know, I was nine years old. That was the way I was thinking. And yeah, you know, it was, and it, uh, he liked it. So, you know, here we are. Yeah, I guess, I guess we should all do that if we ever want to make a movie with, uh, with A-list actors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're hearing Ishan's interview with director Jordan Geary and Stephanie Diabruzzo, who plays Corey in Helpsters. After that, we'll be hearing Zoe's interview of Luke Matheny, Hannah Levinson, and Justin Sanchez from Ghost Rider. And lastly, we'll be hearing Zoe talk with the co-creators of Santiago of the Seas. Right now, we're listening to Catherine and Sarah interview Trey Peart, a producer on The War with Grandpa. I, I just that. love this film, especially the ending. From the way Peter looks at his grandpa at the end, it gives me a feeling there's going to be a sequel, right? Man, it was, that was on set when we were filming that scene. Like everybody, I saw some tears shedded. Like that was, you know, uh, that was a great moment, not just, you know, like on set and not just in the movie, but, you know, for the viewers, you know, uh, it's the, uh, it goes to show that no matter what you're fighting over with your family, whether it's your brother, grandfather, grandma, uh, mom, dad, you know, whatever you're fighting over, you'll get over it at some point. You guys are family. And just not let the little things uh, uh, overcome the bond that you have with your family. So that's just something that kind of hit home for me watching that. <laughs> so is there a particular part that you like making the most? Um, it was definitely the dodgeball scene. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, you know, I was, I was on set pretty much every day, so I was a part of every single uh, scene there. And, you know, I was able to see the way the scenes were actually made. You know, obviously we're not going to see um, some, we're not, obviously we're not going to see Robert De Niro doing front flips, but, you know, uh, the way they put together the stunt doubles and making it look as realistic as possible and, you know, all the, uh, all the stunts, you know, uh, just like mending everything together. It, that's something that I really liked uh, because that all mostly happened in the post-production process. But, you know, all the gimmicks that they had underneath the trampoline, making sure that nobody got hurt, keeping it a safe process. And also jumping around on the side, that was a lot of fun too. <laughs> No, I, of course you can't go to Sky Zone without jumping, so. Yeah, I definitely love that scene as well. <laughs> and so as you were saying, you were you were on set pretty much every day, so most film producers aren't still attending school. So how did you balance school in producing this film? <sighs> I It was a grueling process because when I was uh, – so I'd have to get up, get up, and then I had to leave for the first part of filming, uh, and I'd have to do school. And basically, my teachers would send over any assignments and stuff over to my, uh, over to the teacher that's on set. You know, teaches me and the other kid actors there, uh, who eventually became my friends. And you know, uh, we were having school together almost every day, every day, pretty much. Yeah, that was kind of tough, but. We got through it. I was kind of sad that, you know, I couldn't be on set instead of doing school. You know, it was worth it. Mm -hmm, For sure. (laughs) So how did making The War of Grandpa impact your life? Well, it's impacted my life much so that I'm able to do interviews and stuff, you know? Like, I'm able (laughs) But that's just the surface of it. Um, I'm able to, you know, kind of... I'm, I'm able to see, I'm able to see basically, oh my gosh, wait here, okay, <sighs> let me start over, but basically, you know, it's very, it's a very eye-opening thing for me to see that, uh, 
that my dream has finally come to the screens. And now not only am I able to see it, which was my original goal, but everybody's able to see it and everybody's able to enjoy what I enjoyed. And, you know, that's uh, very special for me. Thanks, Trey, for making the time to talk with us today about your upcoming film, The War with Grandpa. You are truly an inspiration for young people as executive producer at just age 15. Thanks for watching. Yeah. I'm Sarah reporting for Kids Source. Be sure you like and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss our next interviews or those of our awesome team members. And I'm Catherine. Be sure to look out for The War with Grandpa when it releases in theaters October 9, 2020. See you later. Bye. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Ruby, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Tractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus, Season 1, Volume 1. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Ruby from Miami, and you are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Catherine and Sarah about their interview with Trey Peart, a producer on The War with Grandpa. Then we'll be hearing Zoe's interview with the co-creators of Santiago of the Seas. After that, we'll be hearing Zoe's interview with Luke Matheny, Hannah Levinson, and Justin Sanchez from Ghostwriter. And right now, we'll be hearing Ishan interview director Jordan Geary and Stephanie Diabruzzo, who plays Corey in Helpsters. Hi there, I'm Ishan Manya, reporting for Kids First. And today, I am super excited to be speaking with Jordan Geary and Cody about Helpsters. Jordan is an Emmy Award-winning creative producer and executive in children's media, currently acting as Senior Director of Production and Development at Sesame Workshop. And Cody is a helpster, a monster who helps people navigate their problems by using a plan. So Jordan, tell me more about your role in creating Helpsters. So how did you help out behind the scenes, like with live action, animation? 
Yeah, so absolutely. So first off, I'm not the show creator. Uh, I, the show creator is this brilliant man by the name of Tim McCune, who also co-created another show called Odd Squad. Um, and uh, but that being said, I definitely had a role in the early days and the modern days of Helpsters. Specifically, just being at Sesame Workshop, we decided that we wanted a show that served kids much in the same way that Sesame Street served kids by doing it with Apple TV Plus, which we love just as a partner. Um, and right off the bat, we said, what do kids need the most? Well, they need help. And just the name Helpsters and, and the curriculum of just uh, coding, but also teamwork and perseverance and task persistence, it all just kind of like flowed out as something that we recognize people in the world needed, not just in general, but right now, especially. Totally, yes. And Cody, what's your favorite part about being a helpster? What is my favorite favorite part of being me? What is my favorite part of being who I am? A monster who <laughs> helps? Oh, everything! Everything is the best part! But you know what the really the best part is? It's that, it's that special warm glow you get when you help someone solve a problem and you say to them, all the jobs are done. Mm. And you know, that their problem is solved and you've made their lives just a little bit better. It's like giving them a fantastic present. And the present is you! And your help! <laughs> and it's so easy to do. Ugh, I could go on about this, you know. I mean, it's what I do. I love it. I love it more than di- I love it even more than dinosaurs, and I love dinosaurs a whole lot. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking with Catherine and Sarah about their interview with Trey Peart, a producer on The War with Grandpa. After that, we'll be hearing Zoe's interview of Luke Matheny, Hannah Levinson, and Justin Sanchez from Ghostwriter. And lastly, we'll also be hearing Zoe's talk with the co-creators of Santiago of the Seas. Right now, we're going to continue our interview with Ishan of director Jordan Geary and Stephanie Diabruzzo, who plays Corey in Helpsters. And Cody, what do you learn or how do you grow every time you solve a problem or that you help someone? Well, sometimes you learn about things you didn't know before, like the sequence for making a pizza. It's very important because you don't want to do the sauce first. Very important <laughs> lesson. Now, I mean, you know, Pizza Pasquale, he helped us out. He told us what the sequence was. We, we didn't make a mistake on that one. So, so no <laughs> countertops for us. We, we, we got that okay. But, you know, you just you learn things you might not have known about before. You learn about the, the world of making cookies. You learn about toe shoes. And where they might be when a ballerina loses them during her busy day. You, you, you learn about, we learn about cicadas. I learned about what a cicada looked like. We were helping Billy Bug find a cicada. And I didn't know what a cicada looked like. I'd never seen one before. But see, Billy Bug explained what the cicada looked like to Hart. And Hart is an amazing artist. And Hart drew a cicada. And that's how we knew what to look for. That's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So kind of going along the whole thing of challenges. So Jordan, what was the most difficult part of your job as senior director of production on Helpsters? Again, another great question. Uh, I would say probably the biggest challenge is it is really, really hard to pick from so many insanely creative, good ideas. A lot of you know, when you're working on kids TV or just TV in general, it's like sometimes it's hard to come up with ideas, especially kid relatable ideas, especially ideas that you feel like are making a difference. 
It was not the case on Helpsters whatsoever. If anything, it was, okay, oh my gosh, do we do this story or this story or this story or this story? Maybe we combine all these stories. Do we work? Do we work with this celebrity that wants to be on the show? No, no, why don't we work? Why do we have all of them on? It was just such a cornucopia of a dose of everything amazing that picking between all of the good things sometimes got really stressful. Um, I, I am happy to say though, we really do feel like all of the best of the best is what you're going to see on screen. Totally. Yes. And to close, what do you both hope that kids take away from this show? I hope that everyone knows how easy it is to help everyone out. And I hope everyone knows that it's okay to ask for help if you need it. The thing I would say is there's no problem too big. It may seem that way. It may seem like we're dealing with a lot of big problems right now, but you can always break those problems down into a bunch of smaller problems and you can talk yeah. to people about them. You can troubleshoot them. If you fail, you can just try again. It's okay. Right. We live in a very perfectionist world right now. And nobody, especially kids, need to feel like they do everything perfect all the time. It's a mm -hmm. messy world, and we're going to all have fun and get through it together. That's right. Don't give up. Those are amazing up. lessons, amazing messages. Thank you both so much. Hey, thank, thank you, you so much. This is Ishan Mani reporting for Kids First. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Ruby from Miami, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus, Season 1, Volume 1. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Ruby from Miami, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Catherine and Sarah about their interview with Trey Peart, a producer on The War with Grandpa. Ishan interviewed director... Jordan Geary, and Stephanie Diabruzzo, who plays Corey in Helpsters. And after that, we'll be hearing Zoe's talk with the co-creators of Santiago of the Seas. And next, we'll be listening to her interview with Luke Matheny, 
Hannah Levinson, and Justin Sanchez from Ghostwriter. Hi everyone, I'm Zoe Canella for Zoe at the Movies and Kids First, and I'm so excited. I'm here with the cast of Ghostwriter. How are you guys? I'm Doing great. Good. How are you? How are you, Zoe? I'm good. Um, congratulations on winning the Emmy for Outstanding Children's Program with Ghost Hunter. I love the series, and I feel like it's going to really inspire kids to um, enforce their love for books and start reading a lot more. So what do you think is your purpose as the executive producer? Uh, well, as the executive producer, um, I, I'm, I have a, a, lots of roles, but uh, I have a hand in how the scripts are written, and I have a hand in uh, directing a lot of the episodes. And then after the episodes are uh, produced, then we edit the episodes. So there's sort of three stages that I uh, have different parts in overseeing. And it's uh, a real challenge, but um, so many great collaborators, it's always fun to do. And I love seeing all the characters. Um, they're all smart and they're also motivated and determined to do all the fun mysteries and puzzles. So are they somehow writing their own future? Because I know in one of the um, episodes, you, Hannah, are writing in the book to make, I think it was Frankenstein or there's so I love the series, by the way, and congratulations to all of these. So do you think you guys were kind of writing your own future? Yeah, I mean, obviously, when you're dealing with a ghost and you have no idea what they're going to do next, I think there is definitely an element of like mystery as to what the future holds. Um, and, you know, by the characters continuing to interact with Ghostwriter, um, they are kind of taking a big risk, right? Because they, they really don't know um, what's going to go on. They've had no other experiences with supernatural um events so it's they're definitely in a way kind of changing their futures a little bit by interacting with the ghost definitely um and i also loved all the different genres i mean you have like this whole fantasy but then it's also supernatural as you said and then fantasy and drama all these different genres so do you think it's was hard to first of all combine that in your acting and also as an executive producer kind of combine that into the series um it was hard, but it was it was certainly fun. I mean, it's it's a complicated show with lots of moving parts, and uh, you know, the most important thing for us is just that the performances of our four main heroes uh, really comes across, uh, and the audience really connects. And I think that we've really succeeded in that. And uh, you know, I love the four uh, the four leads, and um, yeah, we've uh, it, it's my job to make the whole thing work. That's sort of what, what I have to do. Definitely, yeah, I lo I loved watching it i was falling in love i just was sitting there and just watching episodes and episodes and it was it was amazing great um, glad you enjoyed you are listening to kids first coming attractions today we're talking with Catherine and sarah about their interview with trey peart a producer on the war with grandpa and then we'll be hearing ishan's interview of director jordan geary and stephanie diabruzzo who plays Corey and helpsters after that, we'll be hearing Zoe's interview with the co-creators of Santiago of the Seas. And right now, we're continuing the interview with the cast and crew from Ghost Rider. And I'm so excited for season two. I already saw the trailer, and I it seems awesome. So what can you guys anticipate from season two? And what character would you like to come to life in this new season? Hmm. Well, I could definitely say that you'll definitely see a whole new bond between the gang, like having fun, being more motivated to have the mysteries because now that, now that we've done a lot, we're like definitely used to it. So you can definitely look forward to that. 
a lot of amazing effects that you haven't seen before that you're really going to see now. It's going to be amazing. So stay tuned. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and I said that. Oh. oh no, go. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I was just going to answer your your second question, which was um, a character that I'm really excited to for everyone to see is Sherlock Holmes. I know that Donna is um, an aspiring detective, and she's really she really loves putting all the clues together and um, and you know solving the mystery. And so um, seeing her work and seeing her um, put together all the clues that they've gotten so far is really exciting for the characters. Yeah, it's a really interesting character, and I love Donna. She's so smart and um, watching her in the series it was so nice because I could also relate to her character a lot and I love how um, all the characters kind of had an arc you know at the beginning when he arrived to the new like city he wasn't really the other character I forgot his name oh no <laughs> Curtis Curtis um, I feel like he didn't really he wasn't really excited to you know be there and he wanted to go back but I feel like you guys really created this amazing bond towards the end of the season um, yeah. And I also love the quote, it takes a village to raise a child. So can we apply this concept to making kids content that's also educational and entertaining? Of course. It's amazing that kids nowadays with being able, like with having to stay home now, it's good to have a show like this out for kids because not only can they have fun watching it, and doing the mysteries with us as if they're as if they're there with us but they're also learning different literature at the same time and we're also teaching them how to expand into different genres of reading which is actually really cool definitely thank you all so much i had such a blast talking to you guys and i'm so excited for season two i know i already said that but i'm really looking forward to it i hope you enjoy thank you so much zoe thank you. let's take a break I'm Ruby from Miami, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus, Season 1, Volume 1. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. 
Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Ruby from Miami, and you're listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Trey Peart, a producer on The War with Grandpa, director Jordan Geary, and Stephanie Diabruzzo, who plays Corey in Helpsters, Luke Matheny, Hannah Levinson, and Justin Sanchez from Ghostwriter. Next, we'll be hearing Zoe's talk with Valerie Val- Walsh Valdez and Leslie Valdez, the co-creators of Santiago of the Seas. Infused with Spanish and Latino Caribbean culture, I already know you're going to love Santiago of the Seas. This action-packed, full of color and vibrant show will make you absolutely love it and want to keep on watching. Now join me to interview the creators, who are also the same creators of Dora from Santiago of the Seas. Hi everyone, I'm Zoe Canelo reporting for Zoe at the Movies and Kids First, and here I'm with Valerie Washandes and Leslie Vandes. How are you guys? Great. Good to hear. How are you? Santiago of the Seas is perfect for the month of Hispanic heritage. And um, I don't know what it is, but like, what do you think is so appealing about Latinos to the rest of the world? Oh, you have a good answer because he's in love with spreading the culture and the joy of um, Cubans, but also Latinos. Yeah, Latinos, uh, the Caribbean culture, Latino culture in general the language, the, the, the music, the history, um, and this show is just chock full of that. Yeah, as a Latino, I love seeing um, this show. I thought it was so cute, and I love how, because this is very, I think it's, because um, you guys also worked on Dora, which was a huge success, and I, this show definitely has that potential, and I loved, the animation was incredible. Um, and I also love how Spanish is incorporated into the story. Was it difficult to balance um, Espanol and English while doing the storytelling? We wanted to focus primarily on English and then have the Spanish sort of color the world. So you didn't have to be fluent in Spanish to understand what they were saying. Right. Yeah. But it makes it so much more appealing when you're like, oh, I've learned how to say this word, or I understand what they're saying, and it makes you want to learn more. So we were hoping that that's what kids are going to feel. That's how it happened with Dora, too, that it made it cool to be bilingual or to speak Spanish. Definitely. I love how um, you guys really incorporated that into the story. I felt it was very engaging. And not only that for kids, but it also has so many powerful messages. I saw the first episode, and at the end, they were talking about kindness and always like doing the right thing. Um, and so what do you think kids can really take away from this series and like all the messages? Well, I think one big thing is that you have Santiago, who's a character. He's brave and he's heroic, but he's also kind and empathetic and inclusive. Lorelai, want to join our crew and help get the Calavera treasure back from Bonnie? So I love kids to see that you don't, you're not just one or the other, that you can actually be, you know, soft and, and an action hero too. Yeah, and also we wanted to show uh, people of different cultures getting along and trying to understand each other. And Santiago is really all about that. And, um, you know, he's always, he'll even help out a villain if the villain is in trouble, you know? And, and he's also about just understanding people from different worlds and different cultures. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking with Trey Peart, a producer on The War with Grandpa, director Jordan Geary and Stephanie Diabruzzo, who plays Corey in Helpsters, Luke Matheny, Hannah Levinson, and Justin Sanchez from Ghostwriter. 
Right now, we're going to continue Zoe's talk with Valerie Walsh Valdez and Leslie Valdez, the co-creators of Santiago of the Seas. Yeah, and I know Bonnie Bones, the villo- a villain in this series. I loved her character. I thought it was so funny how she had logarticos, like the little cats as her sidekick. Um, and despite she's a villain, she's very likable to kids. So why do you think it's important to have this character in the series? Well, story-wise, story right, you need a villain or, or you need somebody to, that the hero has to combat. The, the hero has to make right what the villain is doing wrong or is making wrong. And, uh, and so she's a good foil to Santi. You know, she, she's a good nemesis and she lets Santi shine because he shows her how to, how to be good and how to do things the right way. Uh, and he shows us, by extension, the viewer. I also think that kids have a lot of different parts of themselves and they're learning what's right and what's wrong. And so to see that sometimes you do naughty things, but that doesn't mean that you can't do the right thing when given that opportunity too. So I think it's good for little kids to see that. Of course, I love that it's so genuine and it's such a cute message and kids can really learn a lot from this. And why do you think it's so important for Latino kids um, to preserve their heritage? Well, it's important because it's a part of who they are. It's a part. It's a, a part, a big part of where they come from. And I think it's always it's it's important to know who you are, you know, and and what your history is, because that's something you carry with you everywhere. And I think in this show is it's great because everybody is Latino, and uh, or from the Caribbean. And kids will be able to see themselves in these characters. You know, when I was growing up, you didn't have that. So it's really good to be able to see somebody that, that resembles you or comes from a place that's similar to yours and then see them acting heroically and being good people. And I think that's super important. Definitely. I am Venezolana and um, I love my culture and I'm very proud of it. And I think that's why another reason I really connected with this series. Um, so finally, we're seeing a lot of changes with the content and the industry for children. So what do you think the future of children's content is going to look like? Ooh, that's, that's that a great is, question. You, you might have stumped us. Well, I can tell you one thing that I, I feel as if it's becoming a little bit uh, easier to get into the content making game. And you can see with our kids making their own short films and YouTube productions and stuff. So I think kids' content is going to integrate more coming from kids, which would be awesome. But really give people a platform and become more inclusive so more people have a chance to make content. Yeah, and, and I also hope that content will become more varied and we'll see different characters from different countries and different beliefs and in different cultures being the heroes of their own shows. Hopefully that this will help do that. I totally agree. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. I love it. Congratulations. It was a huge, I loved it. I'm also stuck here thanks to Bonnie Bones. Um, also, before I go, I just want to mention this lime scene. It's very Nickelodeon and I really loved, um, <laughs> I thought I'd mention that. Thank you all so much. Don't miss the release of Santiago of the Seas on October 9th on Nick Jr. Make sure to check out some other gift stores for viewers and supporters and give this video a thumbs up if you liked it. Bye everyone! Let's take a break.
I'm Ruby, and you are listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus, Season 1, Volume 1. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look for our reviews on Press for Kids, kidsworld.com, and Kidsville News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Gigantosaurus, Season 1, Volume 1. I'm Ruby reporting for Kids First from Miami. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode and tune in again next week.